Welcome to the Global Australian Podcast. I'm Johanna Pittman, CEO of Advance, the Global Australian Network. We're the non-profit organisation committed to strengthening Australia by nurturing a globally connected mindset at home and abroad. One of the ways we do this is by shining a spotlight on the impact of extraordinary global Australians. In this podcast series, we meet 25 game changers recognised in the 2023 Global Australian Awards. These remarkable individuals generously share their stories with us, giving us insight into their international career journey, its highlights and challenges, and what motivates them in their work. I hope you enjoy getting to know the inspiring game changers of 2023. In this episode, you will meet Dr. Brett Parkinson, who was announced the recipient of the Emerging Leader Award. The Emerging Leader Award highlights individuals early in their career, recognizing they are well on their way to achieving significant impact through their work. Dr. Brett Parkinson is a chemical engineer living and working in California. Brett and his team are working on new technology that converts natural gas into hydrogen used for fertilizers in global food production while leaving behind a solid carbon product. In simple words, how do you describe what you do? Uh, so at C0, uh, I'm part of a team who is looking for ways to decarbonize natural gas. Uh, and so natural gas is, is, is a hydrocarbon. Um, it's primarily made of four parts of hydrogen and one part of carbon. And what we are trying to do is uh, access just that hydro component of the hydrocarbon. Uh, and in doing that, we want to pull out a solid carbon product. And uh, why we want to do that is, uh, well, first and, and, prim and primarily foremost, is that we don't want to make CO2, um, which you can't do if you are doing chemical reactions that, that don't involve uh, any oxygen present. Uh, and secondly, uh, it's that when you burn hydrocarbons, uh, the majority of the energy is actually coming from taking the hydrogen in hydrocarbons and converting it to water. Uh, and so, again, what we're trying to do is just access just that hydro component of the hydrocarbons uh, and leave behind a, a solid carbon product. Um, and we're trying to do that as an alternative to creating gaseous CO2 that's done today when you, when you burn hydrocarbons. And did you always see yourself in this field, maybe working with your chemistry and, and your, your engineering background? Did you see yourself um, and working on a, a, such a big problem like this? Um, not, not, not always. Uh, you know, um, I'm, an, I'm an engineer and, and, a, and a practical person, uh, but I'm also an environmentalist. Uh, and I made a decision uh, sort of around the time when, when I graduated in, in accepting a, a role at a Sustainable Engineering Innovation Center um, as opposed to a more traditional, I guess, chemical uh, engineering route. Uh, I made that decision that I wanted to work on, you know, big challenges, big engineering challenges uh, that we face today and, and none of them are really bigger than, than climate change. Um, and it's great to get to go to work every day and, and work on the solutions to address some of the biggest problems that we have today. And so I didn't always know I was going to do it, but uh, when I made that decision, I, I haven't looked back. Tell us a little bit about the day-to-day, -day, what your role looks like on a day-to-day -day basis 
and some of the challenges and highlights that you face? Sure. Uh, so my role is as the senior engineering uh, manager of research and development. Um, so on a day-to-day -day basis, my role uh, you know, we get to wear a lot of hats. It is still a, a startup company, so that part's very fun and exciting. Um, you know, you don't really know on a month-to-month -month basis what the biggest things you're going to care about are, but uh, at least on a day-to-day, -day, uh, we do. Um, so I get to work on all aspects of, of process uh, design and uh, scale-up and, and building towards commercializing our technology. Uh, and I get to lead uh, you know, a really great team uh, at the sort of the front frontiers of our field with some very, in, uh, I guess, inquisitive minds. Um, the challenges uh, are tough, um, but to get to come to work every day to, to work on something that you're passionate about and, and motivates you to, to get out of bed every day is, uh, is awesome. It's, uh, you know, it's really what is the challenges and the highlights at the same time is the same thing. That journey for you from taking that role that was more environmental than sort of chemical engineering and then um, being in the US, tell us about how that decision, was that um, purposeful or did you want to seek to be at that frontier or how did that come about? Yeah, I mean, so, so don't get me wrong. I mean, what I'm working on now is still very much a fundamental, you know, chemical engineering role and new, new process design and exploration. Um, it's just not the traditional chemical engineering route. You know, it's very much applied to, uh, you know, an environmental problem. Um, so I was uh, fortunate enough to, in 2017, receive a John Monash scholarship. Um, and I was working at the, uh, the Dow Center for Sustainable Engineering Innovation before that with a, a mentor, a long-term mentor of mine, Eric McFarland. Uh, and we were working on, you know, big picture energy, chemical sustainability problems from a context of, you know, what would you design as a process today if you had a real and tangible price on environmental impact or emissions? Um, and in doing that, you know, we explored a lot of concepts. We came up with some really interesting ones. Uh, and that was one that I ended up proposing to, to do my PhD topic in and writing a research proposal on to do it at Imperial College London. Um, under the supervision of Professor Klaus Helgart there. Uh, and then I got to see a completely different exposure to research in that environment with a, you know, a different innovative thinker in that regard. Uh, and then right as the time that was finishing, uh, uh, my first uh, mentor, Eric McFarland, had spun out this company, C0, in, in, in Santa Barbara in California. Uh, and I thought, wow, you know, like, what, how's the timing on that? Um, you know, just finishing the the research in that and there's this company that you know is just starting in the field with the right people at the right time and you know I came over here and, and joined as uh, I think employee number five um, and now we're at you know 30-ish people and growing and you know closed uh, some really big investment rounds to build our pilot facility and it's just it's been quite you know awesome and, and an amazing opportunity to see something grow from a, a piece of paper where you're doing some, you know, techno-economic studies and sliding a, scale, a sensitivity scale bar to, you know, looking out a window at a real tangible, you know, pilot plant that's going to be running by the end of this year, um, working on a problem that I've dedicated, you know, eight, nine years or almost a decade now um, thinking about. And that's uh, really exciting. Absolutely. And you, you would have seen um, that 
this category that we're recognising you in is around being an emerging leader. And, you know, the, the term doesn't always sit well with everyone because, you know, you can be a leader at any age. But in terms of someone, we the way I'd love to frame this is that it's individuals who you ain't seen nothing yet. Like this is just the beginning. And so um, what does it mean to you to be recognised as a game changer in these Global Australian Awards? Um it's kind of it's you know it's kind of hard to describe. Like I don't I don't really have words to to describe what that means to be an Australian game changer. You know it's really just uh, I guess it, it it's an honor first and, and foremost. You know Australians uh, are consistently out here in the world batting above their weight. Um, you know the I think it was uh, my uh, high school's motto about fight the good fight. You know and had the little fighting leprechaun on it. And I I just think that's a real embodiment of. Uh, Australians uh, in in the world, we're out here fighting the good fight for fighting for what we believe in, um, and to be sitting here today, uh, you know, and being recognised amongst such other you know brilliant and amazing talented people, um, it's really humbling, and uh, it's truly an honour to see that people caring about uh, you know my passions and the things that I really care about, um, and recognising that is just it's amazing. Oh yeah, and it certainly is um you know a privilege for us to hear that story so thank you for sharing how it was such a global journey for you and 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 that sort of timing worked out and um the hard work behind it we we also wanted to share that um we are speaking with each of the game changers at the moment but we wanted to let you know that you're the winner of the emerging leader category wow uh, well, that's, that's certainly a, a surprise. Um, I really don't know what to say. Uh, thank you so much for, uh, uh, recognizing, uh, that. And, uh, it's, uh, as I said, it's just, it's really humbling to see that and, and, an honor to see people really caring about, you know, the things that I'm passionate about. And it's just, that's really something. Thank you. Wow. I, I really don't know what to say. Um, and obviously, it's a congratulations and wow! Thank you. That's uh, that's really uh, surprising. First of all, but thank you. Uh, I do. I do actually. Uh, I know uh, Martin from from last year. Um, he's also the same year as me in in John Monash. Uh, uh, and you know, every time I, I speak with him, I'm always just I, I look at him in awe. I'm like, wow! You know, just to to be recognised even in the in the same company as someone who I admire like that is is amazing absolutely well just to finish off what you must be asked and you talked about your school and i love that the 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 motto included or the the icon includes a leprechaun um uh, what 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 advice do you give to people early in their career maybe in that high school university about if they wanted to pursue a career like yours yeah i think uh you know primarily uh it's it's got to be i know this is the the corny answer is you got to follow your passions you know and no matter how big or, or crazy or you know, that it might seem to you right now um the realization of sort of a journey or a goal is just the summation of lots of small steps in in, in that right direction um and even the smallest ones can be so impactful on that on that journey like you know one almost like the, you know, the, the tree or the, or the fork in the road, one small decision at one point in time can put you on an entirely different pathway. 
um, and it's important to, if you care about something, to to take those risks uh, and to, you know, go to work every day doing something that you care about. Uh, and um, as long as you continue to focus on the things that you care about and the things that make you excited to to get up and and go out the door every day, then the worst that can happen is you're going to have a great time. So I don't really see what what you have to lose in in following. Uh, following what you're excited and what you're passionate about. Thank you for listening to this episode. For more inspiring stories of global Australian game changers, please go to our website, advance.org.